0: warning. You are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records.
1: But I've been forgotten, I i been married a long time ago. Sing Dango. <laughs> a <Gloria, Mr. Boy>. girl. <laughs> With Kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I want to be
0: a rock star. Hello there and welcome to Broken Records. Um, do you like that little intro, Renfrey? It was reminiscent of the album that we're about to talk about. <laughs> this is our search for the worst <laughs> album ever made. My name's Stephen Hill. He's Renfrey Deadman. That's what we do, isn't it? Hello, mate.
1: Hello. How are you, Steve? You Okay i'm pretty good <laughs> thanks mate um it sounds just like impression. you're a, sounds like you're a looney tunes character or something which i think would be yeah. more appealing than this album I yes have to say. yes
0: possibly uh this is broken records this is a little spin-off from renfrey and i's weekly alternative music podcast riot act where we review the best and the
1: and all right i'm all right yeah <laughs>
0: I'm all right, music in the world of alternative world of alternative music. Um this is not that though. Uh we are searching for the worst record ever made. Ah, <sighs> dear me. There's some stinkers out there, Mfrey, isn't there? There's yeah. some fucking stinkers yeah, they out really there. Yeah, there really are. Um we've compiled a list of a huge amount of records. Um, all compiled from reputation your suggestion the critical standing and critical reaction to the record the contextual time around the record which plays a big part of this week's record and other things other things but as i said if you like the show do go over and listen to us on riot act and hear us being nice about stuff uh go to patreon.com forward slash right podcast we have all manner of things of us talking about some of our favorite albums ever made But that's not what this podcast is. So let's get on and talk about what we're going to do this week. This week on episode 36, we're going to be talking about American Life by Madonna, the ninth studio album by the Queen of Pop, released on the 21st of April, 2003. There is quite a lot to talk about. Um, We have 35 records in the chart so far. It's getting a bit long. We're not going to start, we're going to get to a point where I'm having to run down like 500 albums before we even start talking about albums. (laughs) So we're going to do what Renfrew has very creatively come up with, uh, the Flop 20.
1: I I actually, I need to give give our editor credit for that, John. Uh, He came up with Flop 20. I completely nicked it and told you it was my idea. But now, now that you've said it publicly, if he listens to this, I'll feel terrible. So, yeah
0: i got okay. a big smile on my face
1: because i'm really proud of myself for stealing his idea
0: up, and then fessing up straight away <laughs> I know. good idea john okay so <laughs> the 20 worst albums of the 35 albums that we've done so far are the flop 20. what There by black flag the enemies streets and sky one by dirty vegas razor light by Razorlight, viva brothers famous first words one more light by lincoln park theory of a the dead man's so the truth is Slick Dogs and Ponies by Louis XIV, Queen and Paul Rogers' The Cosmos Rocks, Richard Ashcroft's United Nations of Sound, the original soundtrack to Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, a film which... Mike Venart, um, of who we're both a big fan of, uh, right. was watching. Um, I sent him a link to it, and he—I think—he had a nice time. Oh, I'm Mike. glad you enjoyed it, Mike. I'm glad <laughs> to give you your favourite piece <laughs> of art ever. Um, Eoghan Quigg's self-titled debut album, and so far only album. Oh, sorry. Uh, Graveyard Classics Volume Two by Six Feet Under. Towers of London's Blood, Sweat, and Towers. Angelic to the Core by Corey Feldman. Total Zanarchy by Little Zan. Blood on the Dance Floor's Bad Blood, the self-titled debut album by Methods of Mayhem, Uh, Double Wide by Uncle Cracker at number two, and still at number one. There it is. Like a bad smell doing a fart. It's Broken Sides. I'm not a fan, but the kids like it, even though... They don't. I
1: don't know. Anyway. I don't know how a bad smell does a fart, but um, fair enough. I like the analogy. Bad
0: smell doing a bad smell. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bad smell is not enough. No, that's true. That's true. So here we go. American Life by Madonna. As I said, released on the 21st of April 2003. Madonna Louise Ciccone, a.k.a. Madonna, literally one of the biggest ever cult pop superstars in the history of culture up there with literally literally any artist you care to mention madonna is as iconic and recognizable elvis michael jackson david bowie prince marvin gay tina turner lily allen she's up there with all of them is that
1: fair to say renfrey i certainly think in... apart from lily allen <laughs> maybe. in terms of fame absolutely yes um do you think she is in terms of quality <laughs> and i'm not just basing it on this record <laughs> because she's quite shonky isn't she madonna really in lots of ways i mean she's even got a... some great she's got some great songs she does have she has a few great songs she not, has a, not a, very many she, <laughs>
0: she has a superb back catalog of greatest hits what's your favorite madonna song
1: and it's hard to look past like a prayer. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's all about um, like a prayer, isn't it? I like Ray like of Light, p- uh, ray, ray of Light, Ray of Light quite a lot. Like a prayer amazing. I have never really got Vogue. It's all right. No, it's not a great song.
0: I like Cherish. Cherish. I do like um, Perf- oh, Beautiful Cherish. Stranger. I like Hun oh, yeah, Up. I Beautiful think it's Stranger, great it? as well. Uh-huh. Okay. I think that's uh, a good song. <laughs> I think her cover of American Pie is awful. Obviously, I you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, she's got some bad stuff, but she's got some amazing stuff. Like all of the kind of '80s stuff, like Material Girl is yeah. a fucking rager. What I'll a great song. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, Jesse was one of the like l- early '90s ones, which okay. is a really really good song as well. Okay. Um yeah, I think it's um... got a great a great I need I actually nearly bought. I saw I was in London the other day and I saw um the uh like a virgin album for 12 pounds on vinyl and I I did consider buying it. That's but I want the price. you want the ele- you want the Immaculate Collection
1: is what you want. Well I was gonna say, like it feels like she's got the Immaculate Collection. I like she probably at the beginning of the year we did the best of the best of's and maybe I don't think I've ever actually sat down and listened to the Immaculate Collection, but maybe the Immaculate Collection would have been a pretty good Yet she feels like one of those artists who's like you just need a best off and everything else you can probably yeah avoid.
0: I, I, I'm not sure it's just, I mean I'm looking at it here actually laser Bonita is not great um, hung up Papa don't um, Papa don't preach is great frozens good four minutes with Justin Timberlake is great as well lift to tell borderline I mean you got like justify my love is a great song express yourself Take a bow. That's a good one as well. Um, you are
1: naming quite a few that I don't know, so, so or don't know off the top of my head. Certainly, so crazy I'm, for you, lucky star. You got a like, lucky star into lucky the groove. Star. I think I've already said that. Um, maybe I'm being maybe I'm being uh, too too uh, too. That maybe that's a incorrect assessment, but I don't know. My, my feeling is, I feel like she's very up and down if you take yeah. a career as a whole very up.
0: And yeah i I, th- I think that's probably a fair thing to say i think does madonna have a definitive album like great album mm. i mean when i'm not sure rolling she does. stone did the 500 best albums ever made they put the immaculate collection in there yeah but
1: that's. No, i think if you're of, an artist
0: mate. and you're it's a best of yeah you can't put a best of no i agree The greatest albums ever made that's terrible it does feel like it's terrible. cheating doesn't it you know it really does yeah um but anyway, to the, I have to say to those people who say they don't like Madonna, to those people I say, Ginny Recon. yes, you do, you do. She's great. She's genuinely great, and not only she has a fantastic career with loads of different styles, both of music and the aesthetics that she presents herself as, um, that I think is super interesting over the years. Really, really interesting. She's had, at this point, a career. I mean, particularly as we get to this record that we're talking about, she had always managed to find a way to stay relevant in popular culture, and I think that is to greater quite the skill, to
1: greater and lesser degrees of success. But yes, I, I would agree. She's, up
0: until this, up until this point, yeah, she she hadn't. She'd been very, very consistent. Yes, I don't think you can true, say she? she had dipped at all. To mm, be honest,
1: mm, mm. okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Also, just to, just to say a couple of positive things about Madonna as well. I think she did a lot for um women just in the se- in in pop music in general mm. and for giving them um more of a uh just more of a platform um and it was probably partly due to timing and stuff like that and she wasn't the only one of course but I think she did was one of the artists who probably significantly helped women get to the forefront in pop music and pop culture generally like very general yeah point, I, but you know i mean
0: you know like during the first decade of her career during the 80s she was massive and everyone yeah. just loved it really but yeah. by the but you know by the late 90s mm. a lot of 80s musicians begin and her contemporaries start to lose their edge a little bit you know mm. um and i think it's to her credit that you would go well Madonna actually didn't, you know. You know, she roped in William Orbit of um, bass to produce and contribute to the 1998 album Ray of Light mm-hmm. and its follow-up music, which we'll kind of talk about a little bit probably. And both of those albums, I think, were responsible for really re- once again reinventing Madonna. And I'd say actually probably more so than she ever had done up until that point. I mean, she was arguably as big in kind of 1998 as she had ever been. And certainly, it ever like in terms of the critical consensus of her work. I think you'd be hard pressed to argue that Madonna wasn't as critically adored, yeah. by by people and considered a, a a a a cool artist. Like I get what you're saying about the eighties and everything. No, it was great, mm. and she was just a but she was kind of you know a pop culture icon. Mm. But I think people actually started going, well, she's musically actually really good, and musically really quite interesting by. You know, kind of Ray of Light and, and, and those those sort of songs, you know? Yeah,
1: I think, yeah, music and Ray of Light, as you mentioned. She'd also, um, in the mid-90s, just prior to that done a Vita, which I think gave her a lot of... Um, I think a lot of people were very surprised by how capable she was in evita i never actually saw it i haven't seen it it, but you know i think generally um before that film came out there were a lot of people being very snooty and like oh well madonna's gonna fuck this up and generally people were quite impressed by her performance i think i'm sure there's a few doubters out there but it's certain i mean certainly evita did very well commercially so that yeah, I think that would have helped immacu- uh, immaculately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, probably, <yeah. laughs> immeasurably, that's what I meant. Mm. Um, yeah, so yes, yeah, so I think that's fair to say.
0: Yeah. Um, in the year 2000, her label Maverick released the compilation GHV2, which is a greatest hits package to cover the previous decade of stuff, not from the what we've already just been speaking about, the legendary Immaculate Collection mm. stuff. So all the stuff from uh, Ray of Light and, and that Little period bedtime stories. I think some of that stuff was in there as well. I remember um, that coming out because I worked
1: at Virgin at the time. Virgin Next Door, yeah. so Yeah. Okay. That.
0: And um, in 2002, she also starred in the Guy Ritchie directed remake of Swept Away, which was roundly panned by critics and well, everybody else as well. I don't uh, even remember. Have you ever it. seen that? No, I don't even remember. Swept Away? No. It's um, I've never seen it because it really did look rubbish but it's based on an italian film from 1974 of the same name and it's um uh it's a it's a it's madonna gets um sw- like, sweat it's like it's like it's cast away yeah it's cast, right it's cast away mixed with like when harry met sally or something like that basically but in in uh in Italy.
1: A snooty socialite is stranded on a Mediterranean island with a communist sailor. Is uh yeah. the pitch. So it's like
0: over overboard meets castaway how I'm <laughs> right i
1: gonna be the elevator pitch, I think. Okay. Um looks pretty awful. Uh i mean I am just going from the poster and the um uh the oh what do you call it when you well, the synopsis it's got
0: f- it's got five percent on rotten tomatoes Ooh,
1: that's pretty yeah. bad isn't it yeah 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 Yeah. okay yeah
0: it is um it, yeah it, it's considered one of the worst films i think of this millennium to be honest yeah it looks bad yeah <laughs> it's pretty bad yeah. um but you know a little no she's not an actress she's a musician And, you know, this means that, you know, what with her releasing that kind of second greatest hits package, I think people probably thought that that would mean that Madonna's next album would be very much seen as the start of the third act of her career. So that's quite exciting. I think it could be exciting. I think two acts from any artist is quite impressive to get that kind of two act arc in your career is cool. But not many ones make a success Of the third act, really, to Mm. be fair. Mm. I can't think of too many who have managed to do that. I think David Bowie probably managed that, and then some. Um, I can't really think of any others. Are we sticking
1: purely in the pop world?
0: No, 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 whoever you want.
1: I could argue Nick Cave. I'd say Nick Cave's in his third right now, maybe even his fourth.
0: Metallica, maybe, Mm. a bit. I mean, they've certainly become, I don't know, do you like hardwired and death magnetic i don't know i don't i don't i suppose maiden. iron iron maiden you'd have to say iron maiden yeah, as well wouldn't yeah, you yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. absolutely maiden um, um i think yeah there's a few um
0: you two i would obviously point out of as they were massive you know how to dismantle an atomic bomb and all that you couldn't leave behind i'd say that's kind of third
1: act stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah won them grammy for best album and still massive so yeah there are a few there's probably a handful in the grand scheme of things but as we're talking mm. in the grand scheme of things it's probably there's probably like 50 or something like that but like yeah in the whole of music yeah 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 yeah. Mm. okay i'll go with that yep so you know uh but
0: it's difficult is what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know we've we've mm-hmm. named some pretty big artists yeah, yeah. Everyone, oh yeah like, you yeah, yeah. 2 everyone from U2, nick cave david bowie like that's that's big big boy shit mm-hmm. in it metallica mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i made and that's big boy shit mm-hmm. um so anyway so that's where madonna was at that point so by all accounts madonna went into the new millennium feeling that much of the provocative material that she had been releasing during the previous decade was due to the rage and anger that she felt inside of herself but now with a family and a happy marriage to so the aforementioned Guy Ritchie. Um, she's feeling a little bit more, a little bit more content. She's getting into yoga, aren't she? This is the kind of yoga years. The yoga Madonna, years. The Kabbalah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, she's feeling a little bit more mature, a little bit more reflective. And in the kind of build-up to, you know, the talk about a new album coming out, a lot of the chat centred around the fact that she wanted to make this kind of maturer, more you know um Centered record and then 911 happens mm-hmm. and so what we've got basically is a calmer more reflective Madonna in that mindset with a family and the world is suddenly hit by this massive event now apparently that changed a lot of what this record was going to be and it made her decide to start reflecting on the reasons why something like 9-11 would happen and she started to consider what it was about the american dream that could have resulted in the events of 9-11 um we then also have as people will know the the war of terror that the us and really great britain were kind of responsible for in response to the terror attacks of Mm 9-11 which i think made a lot of people including a lot of artists incredibly uncomfortable i mean we don't really need to jog your memory too much but i'm sure all of you are aware of the protests around the time against the invasion of iraq um i think a lot of people
1: were particularly pissed off about the fact that there were protests and there was a huge majority of people who didn't want to huge protests yeah who didn't want to go to war and then um the respective governments did so anyway i think that really pissed off a lot of people. very
0: angry very uncomfortable very agitated planet that we had you know and um those artists were right, weren't they? Yeah, of course they were. <laughs> like, however you <laughs> feel about the music or art made around that time. And, um, you know, there doesn't really appear in, like, on reflection now, there doesn't really appear to be many or any, I don't think. It's not like Vietnam where people are like, or the fir- you know the poetry from the First World War. There's not really any kind of anti-Iraq war records particularly that stand out being particularly significant.
1: No, uh Dixie Chicks? Oh, I don't know. Possibly. Um, I don't know enough about that oeuvre, but certainly, that you know, if you've seen that, that film, what's it yeah. fucking called? The one where they're Sharp trying to be... Sharp and Sing. Sharp and Sing, yes, which is a brilliant film. Yeah, um, film. You know, I mean, the amount of crap that they got for um, <laughs> basically standing up against George Bush and saying that they thought it was wrong. Uh, there's the Pearl Jam stuff with Bush League when they played yep. that song in particular in some uh states it they were mm-hmm. just roundly booed and people would leave and and you know they didn't yeah. back down which i admired because they're pearl jam they're great Except war on errorism by nerfx yeah, yeah, nerfx yeah,
0: yeah. did quite a lot of you know um Rocket punk against bush or rock, rock yeah rock against, rock against bush, was, bush rock against bush that's it yeah um and, you know, I think those artists, you know, they, they were definitely right. I mean, however you feel about the music they made around or the art that were made around that time, there really aren't many post-9-11 responses that are really that good. American Idiot is not a good record. Um, but they were definitely, all of those artists, I think, were right to express themselves against that war, which I think two dec- two decades down the line, it's pretty cut and dried and clear as day that the invasion of Iraq was absolute bullshit mm-hmm. and was a ridiculous, stupid thing that we're pretty much still paying for today yeah pretty much yeah
1: yeah an absolute waste of everybody's time I would say yeah
0: and I mean if, if that was the b- worst thing you could say about it then... <laughs> I'm just trying what to a sum- waste of time I'm just trying to sum it
1: up <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um, so anyway um, like it wasn't just Madonna who probably felt like she needed to say something about that um, she roped in uh, a man called Mirwaz Ahmadzai, amadzai who is a french dj and producer who was previously in the new romantic post post punk band taxi girl who i actually quite like they sound like something from flight of the concords if you want to go and listen to taxi girl okay they're all right um he did work on music a little bit as well madonna's previous album um so they had a bit of a pre-existing relationship but when he was brought in this time he was brought in not as just someone to assist on the making of the record but as a producer of the album and as a co-writer of the album as well. Um, he went on to produce the only Fisher Spooner album, and that is as much nice stuff as I think I'm going to have to say about him, <laughs> uh, to be perfect honest. It's fair to say that he's a fairly big part of why this record is
1: here, I would say. Okay, okay. I actually know uh, next to nothing about him, I have to admit. Um, but you well, have heard this record, haven't you? Oh, I've heard this record. Yeah, yeah. fucking hell.
0: So... so <laughs> You know why he's going to get a kick in, it, <laughs> yes, presumably. Yes, yes. yeah. Uh, anyway, so at the start of two thousand three, Madonna performed at the MTV Music Awards alongside Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. You might remember that Remfrey. How old were you in that two thousand three? I was eighteen. Eighteen, prime time for young Remfrey to get titillated. I would imagine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did he use titillators on purpose? Was that yeah. was that that was the boob thing, wasn't it? Was it the boob thing? No. No, was it Backing the of, thing? A snogging thing? That's the snogging thing. Is the snogging What thing. boob thing? Wasn't there a boob thing? Yeah, Janet Jackson. That <laughs> was. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, this is how little attention Janet. I pay to this yeah. sort of thing.
0: But, um, yeah. So everyone else will probably remember that, yes, that was a time when Madonna kissed Christian Aguilera and Britney Spears um Disgusting. in front of a quite awkward looking justin timberlake at the 2003 <laughs> mtv music awards what you might not remember about that performance hmm. is that she also did hollywood from this album oh, which what? turned out to be slightly less iconic a moment <laughs> than <laughs> her copping off with two uh, two young stars um so the title track from this record was released a month before the album and it was one of madonna's worst ever charting singles it hit number 37 on the billboard top 200 uh, it was went on to be named the worst the ninth worst song ever by the website blender um so a couple of things about this song there are two things really controversially uh the video and the rap i think let's start with the rap uh, I, I mean, we normally save how we feel about the records and stuff till we've got past all the, the preamble. But I think in this case, we should probably just make a point of bringing up the rap <laughs> Um, I'm because drinking a solete, I would get a
1: double shot it It goes through my body mm. and you know I'm satisfied Yeah, um, mm. I actually I mean, did it better than Madonna does it there as well Yeah, <laughs> it, it, here's what Madonna had to
0: say about this particular moment in this song She said, basically, we, that's um, her and uh, uh, Amazai, the mm-hmm. producer Had recorded the whole song and we had this instrumental thing at the end And Miraz was like, you know what, you have to go in and do a rap And I was like, get out of here, I don't rap And he was like, yeah, you do. Just go in there, just do it. He totally encouraged me. I had nothing planned, nothing written. And he just told me to do a stream of conscious whatever I was thinking. Because I was always drinking soy lattes in the studio and I drive my Mini Cooper to the studio, I was just like, okay, let me just talk about the things that I like. So I went and it was total improv. And obviously it was sloppy at first, but I got out all of my thoughts and then I wrote everything down that I said. And then I perfected the timing of it so it was totally spontaneous. Now.
1: That does explain it. That does explain why it's as awful as it is, yeah. yeah.
0: Now, Madonna rapping, I guess we'll get to that later, really. But needless to say, that's gone down in pop music history as one of those moments, hasn't it? Mm,
1: It's bad. That has
0: now become one of those things where you go, oh,
1: why why i'd like to express my extreme point of view i'm not a christian and i'm not a jew i'm just living (laughs) out the american dream and i just realized that nothing is what it seems steve so you know
0: yeah good (laughs) Uh, that says everything to me about amazai um he also encouraged madonna who had just started learning guitar as well to come in and play guitar as well yep so I mean, it was, uh, the, I think the tour after this, um, or maybe the one after that, she started playing. She was playing guitar on stage, and she started uh, playing a new level by Pantera. Oh, yeah. Her, uh, oh well. time, yeah! Oh, okay. it was around this time, was it? Oh, okay. A little bit uh, might have been a little bit after it, but yeah, it was around this sort of time. Mm. But but that and that's fine. Mm. But there's so much, like you don't need to. I well, don't need Madonna on the guitar on her records, really playing acoustic guitar. Like, I'd say it's very. Cut that... Come oh, I can say cut that down as much as possible. Don't encourage her to do that. Mm. Just go, you're Madonna. Do you... No, you don't have to do that. Don't worry about it. We'll sort. We'll get someone good in. It, not quite.
1: You. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> I thought you meant not me. Then. Um, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, I mean, I'm a better guitar player than Madonna is. Um, I mean, the guitar on this is very rudimentary. It's not very difficult stuff. um But you know, it's just all quite basic. I, I guess it doesn't really need to be um any more intricate than it is. But yeah, it does kind of. When you are a big artist such as Madonna and you have access to get probably any guitar player that you want i don't know i mean it, it kind of wouldn't make sense to get a session musician in to play these guitar parts because they're very easy very very easy but at That's the same time point, isn't it? Yeah. I I should... yeah. yeah 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 anyway
0: madonna rapping we'll talk about madonna rapping more in a little bit but i think it's the video is a bit more complex so the video directed by jonas ackerland from bathory Obviously. Oh. Um, that I did not who know. Wanted to make an anti-war and anti-fashion video and made an anti-good video. <laughs> uh the video depicts a fashion show with models wearing camo fatigues and weapons being worn as sort of accessories and stuff much to the delight of the the elite who are there attending the show towards the end Madonna and her crew who have been singing the song uh in the ladies toilets while they're getting ready all in the like, army fatigues and stuff
1: yeah they start out in the ladies toilets and and madonna gets very angry with a knife against the mm. t- t- the bathroom stall which is really not necessary um and uh yeah they're just getting all ready and then they go through the backstage sort of corridors and stuff to come out into this big fashion shoot and um cut, ruin it really Everyone's having a lovely well, time and then they ruin it. Yeah,
0: but should they be having a lovely time with their bombs and their like, guns? This is, and, so yeah, I yeah. get the. And their guns and their bombs. Um, <laughs>
1: and uh, their yeah, bombs. So they, and their guns. That's what I was doing. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was doing. I've just got that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I'm here. I'm here. About. I'm
0: here. Yeah. Yeah, good. Um, so that would be a thing, but there are some really genuinely quite shocking scenes of actual war footage and of actual war casualties and of actual war veterans and there's some actual real shit in the video um amongst the rather cartoony scenes of um you know this fashion show montage thing that they've got going on and then a, br- a grenade
1: blows everyone up um the world's Madonna. worst cgi effect blows everyone yeah, up pretty, pretty i mean game. considering this is 2003 it feels like a very 1996 cgi effect it feels very jumanji rather than yeah, does, than yeah. lord of the rings return of the king you know yeah which is yeah, yeah. you know that's that's the year that film came out and it's like wow you've got the same people who did jumanji to do your your grenade. very good yeah it's, it looks terrible really bad
0: mm. Um, Madonna said of the video, I feel lucky to be an American citizen for many reasons. One of the reasons is the right to express myself, like the song she's got. Freely, express myself freely, especially in my work. I understand that there have been reports about my upcoming video, American Life in the Media, much of which is inaccurate. I am not anti-Bush. I am not pro-Iraq. I am pro-peace. I have written a song and created a video which expresses my feelings about our culture and values and the illusions of what many people believe is the American dream, the perfect life. As an artist, I hope that this provokes thought and dialogue. I don't expect everyone to agree with my point of view. Um... Which is basically Madonna doing what Madonna had kind of done throughout most of her career and being provocative or having attempting to be provocative. But what the flip of this is, Renfrew, and where this gets quite interesting, I think, is due to the political climate. And you know, we've already just mentioned the Dixie Chicks, and you mentioned Pearl Jam and how Pearl Mm -hmm. Jam had quite a bad uh bad time of it in certain parts of the u.s mm-hmm. whilst coming on stage and you know wearing a george bush mask mm-hmm. when eddie vedder was doing that whilst touring uh, riot act,
1: act th- thank you very much mm-hmm. Or other podcasts whilst touring on... our podcasts <laughs> well,
0: touring it, while eddie vedder was touring our podcasting. it's very kind of him thank you eddie um On the 1st of April 2003, Madonna pulled the video and released a statement explaining, I have decided not to release my new video. It was filmed before the war started, and I do not believe it is appropriate to air at this time. Due to the volatile state of the world, and out of sensitivity and respect for the armed forces who I support and pray for, I do not want to risk offending anyone who might misinterpret the meaning of this video. So the video was pulled, and instead there is an edited version of the video which was shown like, forever, basically.
1: Um, Which I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming it just takes out all the war. I've only seen the uncensored version. Oh,
0: oh, No, 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 it doesn't. It is Madonna uh, singing about the American life Mm -hmm. in front of a load of different flags. Mm. So it's every flag of pretty much every country, which I think then you go, well, this was a political video really about a song that's not a political song like this is about the quote unquote, the american dream but it's not really a song going i criticize the american administration to just put a load of flags
1: behind it i think mm, i think in the song she is criticizing the american dream though um do i have to change my name will it get me far should i lose some weight am i going to be a star I tried to be a boy, yeah. I tried to be a girl, I tried to be a mess, I tried to be the best. I, I mean, the lyrics are fucking awful. But I think it is a critique of um, the dream that people have of becoming famous and, I mean, you know, it was also the beginning of reality celebrity culture and all that kind of thing. So I I think in terms of the timing of what she's trying to say, I, I think it's actually really good, the, the timing of it. It's just Ashamed shame that she says it in such a cack-handed way i mean it's really but it's
0: but what's that got to do with the with the, the war
1: well well yeah, well arguably nothing although there's there are you know to be fair to give us some credit there are plenty of music videos that don't follow the uh quote-unquote plot or the the the, the 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 message that the song is trying to tell you know that's but yeah. what I'm saying is, yeah. But this now, the video that replaces
0: it is a load of flags from like, you know, like Finland and New Zealand, and you're like, well, that's not got nothing. A got nothing to do with the American Dream, and it's not really got anything to do with fighting back against the Iraq War. So it's now nothing, basically.
1: It's almost, it's almost Steve, as if you're saying that she doesn't really know what she's trying to say in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I do
0: get that feeling a little bit. I mean, is this a cop out? I'm not sure. I mean, years later she said there was a lynch mob mentality in talking about pulling the video. She said there was a lynch mob mentality that was going on
1: and that wasn't pretty and I have children to protect. Yeah. Well, some so, yeah, some I mean around that time I, I to be honest like fair fair enough that she pulled it. I I like the thing is is the video, the uncensored version uh It kind of has that feel... I think that thing that bugs me about Madonna generally, like what I just alluded to there, of like, she's clearly trying to say something and she's clearly trying to be provocative. I would argue for the sake of being provocative, which is fine up to a point. But really, beyond sort of saying i think the video is trying to say that it's glamorizing kind of this idea of going to war and patriotism and like um you know the people like people start coming down the catwalk and their legs start getting blown off and things like this you know and people are applauding and cheering you know and that's (laughs) what's annoying about it is that the idea of that in my head is actually quite strong but the video is put together so cack-handedly that it actually kind of comes across as ever so slightly laughable, which is clearly not, not what she's going for. Um, uh, it's, it's, and, and also, it, it feels to me as if it's all it's really saying is like, war is bad and America's attitude towards war is greed, which, you know, is a perfectly fine thing to say. But it, it, the video feels like... It's it's attempting to be more profound than that. When, as a matter of fact, it isn't saying much beyond "war is bad." Well, it, it's all like it's all fun and games.
0: I think until you get to the end and it starts yeah. showing real stuff, and and then I think, well, once you do, once you start using, to me, once you start using images of that potency, you had better not cheapen it with, like you say, a kind of quite a cack-handed thing. That's and certainly, thing. Yeah. your your mu- your music had better be. The, the song needs to be able to carry to have the same gravitas as
1: those images and unfortunately and the song those is bad the song is re- really bad um i'm not mm. sure if i quite agree with blender i mean the ninth worst song ever i think we have more worse songs in our countdown there's, there's, frankly <laughs> there's
0: 10 worst songs on the fucking uh broken side yeah you? yeah
1: exactly exactly i think we have worse ones but yeah but it is pretty bad. It's certainly a very bad song from such a massive, massive artist. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the the really difficult imagery, the imagery that comes up when um, yeah you know, of of the real of the real war and things like that comes up as she starts doing her rap, which really. Really cheapens everything. I mean, her coming in and, and again, talking, yeah, about, talking about the soy soy latte. Yeah, and yeah, it's just so bad.
0: Fiat Punto, whatever she's driving. I mean, I something. mean,
1: maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is America cheapens this stuff, and maybe she's just being a mirror to that. And maybe, maybe the video is genius as a result of that. I don't know, but I, I, when I was watching it, I just thought it seemed like a bit of a confused mess. Really. And I kind of felt like, I think I agree with what you are trying to say, but I'm not entirely sure what you are trying to say beyond war is bad and, and America generally has quite a bad attitude towards this sort of thing. Down with this sort of thing is <laughs> what it felt like it was saying.
0: Yeah, it, it is not great. It is not great. And that is no way to launch the third act of your career. I mean, luckily no. for a long time, nobody saw it. And instead, they saw this kind of blancmange hotchpotch of Madonna, still in the same clothes, dancing to a bunch of flags. Like, do you know, like, take that, Panama. <laughs> take that, Georgia. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Uh, oh, oh, I suppose Portugal loves the American dream, does it? <laughs> like, what the fuck's this got to do with anything?
1: Um, interestingly, I mean, Blender called this the ninth worst song ever is this even the worst song on the record it's hard isn't it uh, i'm not sure if it is i mean it's bad sure
0: i'm not sure that it is no No. (laughs) um anyway (laughs) we'll get well we'll get to that we should talk about the review so the album's got it actually got a mixed reaction i mean i guess we're getting into you are massive we won't slag you off territory yeah yeah. at at this at this point in 2003 this is sort of the birth of the uh, seven out of ten uh, for everything. <laughs> so it's actually got a score of sixty out of a hundred on Metacritic. Wow. Um, that's way too Alex high. <laughs> Alex Petridis of The Guardian gave it three out of five, saying wow. in the three years since she released music, club music has become creatively moribund. There are no new cutting-edge innovations to borrow. Instead, she has called upon French producer Miwiaz Admazal to do his pound-stretcher Daft Punk routine once more. That is a mistake. Even by dance producer standards, and Al- Amadzai, sorry, i have always saying his name wrong. Amadzai is a one trick chevelle. He has two ideas, both already deployed on music putting Madonna's voice through an electronic effect called a vocoder and cutting up acoustic guitar patterns so they stutter. He sticks doggedly to this throughout American life. Eventually, he begins to wish that Madonna had spent less time worrying about the reaction her video might cause in the US and had instead tried to curry favour with the American public by embarking on a one woman French boycott. However, when Madonna is on form, not even amad zai's limitation can hold her back american life's best tracks make a mockery of virtually all other current pop music a mad thing to say when i say some of the albums that came out this this year but those highlights are outweighed by stuff that is in, indistinct and somehow beneath pop's unassailable queen the album's problem has nothing to do with controversy or extreme points of view this time there are just not enough good songs um
1: th- that that sort of sounds like a two-star review upgraded to a yeah. three maybe because the Guardian well, were trying well, to get the gave it to her <laughs> the enemy
0: yeah. gave it seven and it reads like a four right um It says, it's album number three of Gaelic techno Donna, all bleeps, beats and stutters, but it arises neither the thrill of the new ray of light nor the world trancing tour of music behind it. All perfectly good stuff, technically excellent, but American Life also feels like an unnecessary sequel. A Men in Black 2, made because hell, if it ain't broke, and that's just the trouble with Madonna these days, she's simply done everything there is to do, done more than any other pop star will be able to achieve, done it with bells on and knickers off. Surely that's enough now. Q gave it three out of five rolling stone gave it three out of five so all the big people gave it quite good reviews of and like you quite rightly pointed out i think they just wanted 10 minutes with her backstage at the fucking o2 when she came round to tour yes yes i i would i would that would be be my guess yeah 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 we'll give you a 15 minute phoner yeah if you Don't kick the shit out of this record. Uh, Stylist Magazine gave it an F. They didn't give a fuck about speaking to her. (laughs) Madonna was once the definitive pop auteur crafting... Cult- craftily cultivating an, an an image, an entire image for mass consumption, while remaining true to her own, true to her own unique artistic visions. She's often been irrescrutable occasionally irritating, and most of the time she's balancing on the very limits of good taste, if not completely ignoring them. But at least she's always been interesting, and more importantly for pop music, entertaining. For once, Madonna has stumbled not because she's reached too far, but because she didn't reach far enough. I think that's mm. probably the best review yes. uh, that I will mention uh, I here. To be honest. M-
1: Nodding along to all of that, yep mm.
0: um spin gave it a b minus. Glaring defiantly from the album cover like Patti Smith in a Patti Hearst beret, she seems poised to stir up controversy as never before, i.e., without taking off her clothes. The record inside, though, is less radical, a suite of faux, folky electro that fuses the introspection of Rare Light with music's fast food dance licks, autocratic words on top of democratic beats. If it feels unsettled and transitional, perhaps it reflects the state of the union all too well. Madonna spends much of American life bemoaning the emptiness of celebrity culture. Uh, Our good old mate Robert Christagoo actually not the worst review of the week, um, although he gave it two stars and, as ever, did talk bollocks, said, this is the entire review, learning and adjusting like always, and no, stupid, not hypocritically, although maybe inattentively. That's it. Fucking That's a hell. review of it. That's his review of this <laughs> album. That is his entire, all the stuff that goes on here, that, that is his entire review of this record. Mm. What is that guy about? <laughs> but um, amazing work from Drowned in Sound, who I am normally Robert Christogu always gets the last word. Mm. Amazing, amazing work from Drowned in Sound in their nine out of ten review wow. for this record, Renfri. Nine Out of ten. I will read bits of it about the music, but I I love this bit. I just, I cannot believe this is still on the internet. One curious thing about her is that her evident calculatedness, her shark-like remorselessness, and her aloofness has never dented her immense popularity. She doesn't have the girl-next-door approach of Kylie or the pin-up call of Debbie Harry. She isn't even that sexy. I've been listening to her records all my music-listening life and i've really realized that i've just never really fancied her
1: wow uh, <laughs> what 9 out of 10 wow uh, um that i mean that's legit
0: <laughs> what that's i mean two said. things two things here remfrey number 1 this is one of the biggest selling artists of the past 20 years right Mm-hmm. Without any question, one of the biggest artists who's made some of the most recognizable music in the last 20 years. Do you think she gives a flying fuck whether you fancied her? You fucking... Moron. Narcissistic cock. Right? Unbelievable. So that's point one. Part Point two, have you not seen the Cherish video, mate? <laughs> don't fancy her. Dude, don't fancy Madonna in the Cherish video. Bullshit. We all do. <laughs> there are newborn babies that have been born this second who have who are trying to hide an erection from the madonna cherish video Mm. she was beautiful the most staggeringly beautiful thing that has graced this planet don't say don't pretend like you didn't fancy madonna you fucking liar
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I, and the other point being, as if it fucking matters whether you fancy or not. Well, yeah, exactly. Not, I mean, that, that was actually fair.
0: the first. That was that was the first point. Actually, um, yes. But the second point is, yes, you did fancy. Like, one, who gives a fuck whether or not you fancy that? Oh, but you did fancy. her. Yeah. don't say you didn't. You did. Like, you fa- you fancied Madonna, didn't you? Back in the eighties. Uh, yeah. 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 So <laughs> he yeah. told you. Um, anyway, here's a little bit more from from this uh, review. Poor, poor Mirwaz though can't keep up with madonna outran by her quick quicksilver pop resilience he's like a squeezed lemon by the end the final track sees him end the album on a right old damp squib clumsily making any old noise out of ideas madonna's already gone however 20 years on she remains an iconoclast and an enigma always just out of reach always untouchable always moving always ahead
1: mm. Not on on this record, mate.
0: No. So the album went into the charts at number one in 13 different countries, including the United States of America, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Spain, Belgium, Austria, Canada, and Norway. It was Madonna's second consecutive album to debut at number one in the US Billboard 200, and her fifth number one overall. It sold... 240,000 copies in the United States in its first week of release, which is actually down on the 420,000 that Music sold in its first week. It has gone platinum in 10 countries, shifting over a million units in the United States of America and selling over 335,000
1: copies here in the United Kingdom. Hey, Those are pretty and good. Weirdly... Like, down on the last one or not, those are pretty good sales. Let's, yeah, let's I, I
0: mean, weirdly, this is obviously considered a bit of a commercial flop by Madonna's standards. <laughs> I mean fuck me tell that to Mama Uh <laughs> mainly it's because it dropped from number one to number eight in the US uh, on, on the second week and it dropped from number one to number three in the UK during its second week kept off the top in the United Kingdom but I it out for top three Justified by Justin Timberlake and Elephant by the White Stripes were number 1 yeah. and 2 respectively that yeah, week. Fair. So the person saying no one's made any better pop albums this year, uh I think Justin Timberlake's Justified came out in 2003 yeah, mate. Yeah. Come I think on. I think you might want to reconsider <laughs> uh, what you consider to be good pop music if you honestly think this is better than that. So surely um, surely the
1: other reason why it was considered a commercial failure in terms of Madonna's, you know, career um, is also because um the s- song hollywood the second single from this album became the first single not to chart on the billboard yeah. hot 100 uh, her first single mm-hmm. not to chart on the billboard hot 100 since 1983 so i mean surely yeah. that would be a big part of it as well so her first I song thought in, so. in in 30 30 years 20 20 years 20
0: years yeah. 90, it's 19 anyway yeah. i think um anyway yeah hollywood which is actually one of the more recognizable songs from this album at this point i would say one of what um, spoiler one of the better songs on this album i would argue uh, yeah
1: i'd say so, <laughs> Not so saying loads, um but yeah
0: <laughs> so renfrey american life by madonna uh-huh. let's get into it uh we've sort of already spoken about the title track yeah, which dreadful. is just unbelievably bad yeah cloying like, just kind of confusingly bad.
1: Yeah employing annoying um within the first seven seconds of that song i just my first notes was jesus christ this is annoying um it gets even worse as it goes on we've talked about the rap with double shot lattes and mini coopers and pilates terrible 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 song and as we've already pointed out arguably not even the worst song on the album
0: It's two seconds shy of being five minutes in length, this song. Mm. Pop songs don't need to be five minutes. And when there is so little that is worth hearing on this song, uh, they certainly don't need to be five minutes. This is such a weird thing to do.
1: Mm, mm, I mean,
0: it does kind of, I think it sort of sums up so much of what is wrong with this record. Mm. It's such a weird thing to do. Like, it, If this is your kind of opening gambit, a five-minute long, like you say, really quite, I mean, Minimalist almost makes it sound interesting.
1: Yeah. Just flat
0: and paper thin, more like, you know, it's flat, it's paper thin, it doesn't say anything, it's quite, I I mean, that's so much of what I think is the problem with this record. Agreed. Is that is it's just very, very unmemorable, a lot of it. I mean, the, it, and when it is memorable, it's because it's quite bad. Um, but it's it's just vacuous as well.
1: Yeah, like it's I a agree. really
0: vacuous song, talking about how bad the American Dream is, and then it's all about yoga and put, like
1: I, it, it it's
0: bad. It's, I mean,
1: it's a pretty vacuous record overall, more or less, and and certainly in terms of the electronics for the album as a whole, they feel really flat and and mm. and really thin and just. Like objectively bad, like really, yeah. really bad. The, the the electronic stuff is is really terrible on this record, and seeing it build as a kind of folktronica record, it's interesting because when we talk about folktronica these days, we think about Bonavera or something like that, and mm. you know when I saw that on the Wikipedia entry, I was like, oh, I wonder if um, Madonna did a Bon Iver 10 years before Bon Iver did uh no she didn't uh <laughs> no. I understand why this is called a Folktronica album because there are acoustic guitars over these really lazy shitty electronic kind of beats and stuff like that in in certain points but it doesn't feel like the two mesh together in the way that Bon, bon Iver managed to do it about 10 years later it just feels like the acoustic guitars are layered over the top of the electronics, or vice versa. But they don't kind of they feel quite separate from one another. They don't feel like they're mixed together into a a musical stew. They just nice. feel they one are. On top of the inc- other. They are
0: so badly captured. I think this yeah, record. I mean, I like, again, um, the production on this record is just absolutely dreadful. Wonderful. Woeful. it's absolutely dreadful it's a really bad sounding record and and that's why I like Hollywood which I think is probably an okay song mm. and I think maybe it's because I've heard it a bunch of times and it's for me it's one of the ones that I was like well yeah I know that one yeah. from the album yeah same um As soon as it came on, I was like, oh, this song.
1: Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, Yeah." but it
0: is really weak, isn't it? It is really, like, I feel like you could kind of, you could blow it away. You could kind of just, like, like a dandelion. It would just sort of float off. It's it's
1: actually a really good song that is strangled by the terrible production, in my opinion. There's such um, bad choices made on this record in terms of the production. There's something that sounds like a really annoying, farty bass synth, which actually comes up quite a lot on the record, that farty bass thing. Um and that push the button semi rap bollocks at the end of it. It's absolutely terrible. Um but the core of that song, you could you could take the the actual songwriting ingredients, you could make a great song out of that, but it's been strangled by its own production. Yeah I agree. I still think I, I... I still think it's one of the best songs on the record it's yeah it's quite catchy i mean it's got a kind of a
0: bit of a catchiness i mean yeah i mean i was kind of like this is all right i mean i just wish it would get going a bit more yeah and then when that like push the button don't push the button Mm. i was like oh god go away you've ruined it yeah um and then i mean talking of bad production uh, i'm so stupid that uh, a bit at the start is just horrible yes horrible like a horrible fucking noise and not horrible noise like you know like nails or something Mm. like it's
1: It just doesn't work. That is a prime example of what I mean by some of the choices that have been made on this record are just baffling. It's like, why do you think that anyone would find that a pleasant thing to listen to in any way, shape or form? And if you're not trying to be pleasant to listen to, then why? It's it's everything about it. It's just just smacks of bad decision-making.
0: It's a genuinely absurd thing to, to to start the record with and after that the horrible start and then it just sort of goes all over the place and then you know there's a, a bunch of stuff which is just sort of fairly unmemorable i would say i mean love profusion i think is quite unmemorable nobody knows me didn't really annoy me until like weirdly that's one of the times where i'm like well the actual production on this isn't that bad but her voice is smothered with autotune yep kill it with fire it just destroys it. it destroys the song by just making it go Ew, uh, An- all the way another it. It song awful.
1: another song that would and could have been perfectly fine if they hadn't have made the production choices that they chose to but of course mm. Cher had just done you know, it was just such a big yeah. thing. Fucking annoying. um But yeah, really fucking irritating, bleepy, blippy noises. And then Madge's auto tuned vocal. Ugh, horrible.
0: There's a bit in Nothing fails which is quite a bland electro acoustic ballad. And I mean, it's it, not really Madonna's fault. A lot of this, you sort of go, there's bits on this where you're like, well, that's Madonna's fault. But there's sometimes where I go that's not Madonna that's that's you know there's a weird little blippy bloppy shit that comes at the end of nothing fails and it's so crap it's so fucking crap and cheap sounding and stupid and annoying and just and you're like well actually this wasn't this wasn't
1: bad it was just unmemorable and now it's bad i'm gonna defend nothing fails slightly i don't know if this was a stockholm syndrome thing at this point because i would had so many bad songs in a row um but nothing fails felt like a moment of some relief to me because it wasn't an absolute abomination i agree that it's not very memorable um i like the gospel choir coming in at the end i'll say that
0: yeah I mean, that just really... If you're if you Madonna and you've got a gospel choir, you're fighting against your own legacy <laughs> f- Like a Prayer. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty true, difficult. True. So I'm a bit like, I'm going to that again. Yeah. And I think the second half of the album even bins off some of the electro stuff and lets it... And it's not even weird then, is it? It's just, it just becomes a bit boring. Yeah. Until we get to, I would say, until we get to Mother and Father, which <sighs> is fucking atrocious. Yeah, I awful. think that is the worst song on the record. There was a time mm. I had a mother it was nice what insight and we get another fucking rap you think like letting her rap once it was a a disastrous absurd thing to do doing a rap about her mum dying i mean look we know what that's like Mm. your mum dying is fucking sad but my father had to go to work i thought he was a jerk yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: My mother died when I was five and all I did was sit and cry. I cried and cried and cried all day until the neighbours went away. They couldn't take my loneliness. I couldn't take their phoniness. My mother had, uh, my father had to go to work. I used to think he was a jerk. It's just like, you know, I'm very sorry that you, your mother passed away when you were so young, but couldn't you write something decent about it and profound about it? No, turns out you can't. You're not capable of that. No, no. <laughs> I mean yeah. that for me
0: is the bit where I'm like, like, you know, we've been talking about Stage Four by Touche and more, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Magma by Gajira. Yeah. and you're like, like, you know how fucking like choked up I got talking about yeah. Magma by Gojira yeah. recently, yeah. and it can be like something that I feel really emotionally like if someone does that i think not even have to do it that well like if someone does it a bit i get but this i just i felt nothing uh, same i was like yeah so bad that isn't it sorry same. to hear yeah. sorry to hear about that yeah I def- it's
1: so bad definitely think mother and father is a contender for the worst song on the record i think you may well be right i think it's really hard to pinpoint the absolute worst song on this record but i'd be happy to go along with mother and father yeah yeah, uh, the last
0: song, "Easy Ride," is is just tribute by Tenacious D, isn't it? <laughs> Musically, <laughs> it's just tribute. I by, didn't it's that. tribute by Tenacious D, but with all the sort of funny bits taken out of it. Oh, um, I, I,
1: again, just a piece, somewhat nice to it. I didn't mind uh, hmm. "Easy Ride." I didn't like it either, but it was one of the least offensive things on this record. I, I don't know. I don't think anything's offensive on this record. I just think they're. I just think a lot of it's bad. But yeah, I, I didn't. I thought Easy Life was fine. It's all right. Well,
0: um, you said it may be quite hard to pinpoint the worst song on the album. I think it is incredibly easy to pinpoint the best song on the album. Uh, genuinely, the best song on the album, and I would say, the only really great song on the album, is a song that got shat on completely when it first came out. Her Bond Song die another day
1: yeah we're gonna disagree on this mate but go on is an
0: absolute fucking banger at the time i do remember being like oh this is weird for a bond theme and this is pretty like sick what's she talking about sigmund freud for Mm. but actually in the years gone by as time has passed Uh this is better than anything shirley bassey ever did for bond i would say this is in the top five bond themes ever what okay okay wow wow a wow it's aha juran Duran, gladys knight
1: uh,
0: maybe um the cheryl Crow one and then this that would be my top
1: five oof i had a cl- i had an idea that this was going to come up because you kind of hinted at this in the phone conversation mm. that we had earlier in the week um I'm sorry to throw a lot of ammunition your way, Steve, and I know that this doesn't prove my point, but I think it helps, certainly. Mm-hmm. I just looked up at random six, uh, you know, you can get loads of worst to best James Bond theme songs. <laughs> yeah, um, you, can. you know, of course, loads of people have done it. Uh, and I just looked up six at random, and three of those six had "Diana Another Day by Madonna as the worst bond theme and i would agree with that They're
0: not this surely before the sam smith one came out
1: uh, b- 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 in a lot of cases they are but i don't think they always are um classic fm said gave it said it was the 24th 24 out of 24 uh far out magazine 24 out of 24 uh collider magazine 24 out of 24 um there's a few f- <laughs> good-ish notices for it rolling stone put it at number 17 um mm. although they did have the man with the golden guns the worst which you know come on lulu um smooth yeah I, no, no one needs that's that. it's, oh, the man with the golden guns all right isn't it it's
0: well, all right so. uh,
1: that, I, here's the
0: thing is all those bond themes that you think are good
1: Nobody does it better, I suppose.
0: Oh, even that, it's not. It's, do you actually want to listen to that? Not really. Lo- Nobody like, does it
1: better. It's a great song. Nonsense. Nah, Come I on. Thun-
0: Thunderball by Tom Jones. People going about that being good. Like it's not. They're not. They're not really very good. Most of the Bond thing. Those seventies ones, the kind of glory years, the Shirley Bassey, mm.
1: Goldfinger.
0: <laughs> like, I got to be point. honest with you, I don't want to. I don't want to listen to any of that, to be
1: honest. I'll say this. Smooth Radio put it at number 21. uh, Madonna's Die Another Day. And Sam Smith's writing on the wall is number 20. So there we go. And then um, Esquire put it at number 21 as well. Although they did put Chris Cornell's You Know My Name at 24, saying it was the worst Bond theme, which I think is... I, I don't love that song, but I certainly don't think it's the worst by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's no. I wouldn't say it either. But um just from that random selection i mean the best was rolling stone that said it was the 17th best so you are in the minority there i would say yeah but i bet
0: none of those people say aha is the best one like, aha the living daylights that is the best
1: bond thing uh i do love that song and i do think it's really good uh number number el- number does not agree with me <laughs> number 11 on smooth radio number 20 on a squire i do disagree with that Number 20 on Rolling Stone. See, ridiculous. Um, I bet they've
0: got like uh, Duran Duran, I bet a low down as well. I just think these these people review, I ain't listening to these people. They're all going to give it to fucking (laughs) Shirley Bassey and Lulu (laughs) and Tom Jones and Octopussy like fucking
1: I'm not listening to Octopussy. Uh, octo- Octopussy is the worst on one of these lists. I'm just trying to yeah, find it now. Um fair enough. but you know, I I mean I I I am sorry. Jack White and Alicia Keys?
0: Nah, come on.
1: Jack White that's and Alicia Keys good. is bad. It's it but Jack White and Alicia Keys, the reason why that's by, bad is it's just not very memorable. die another Day is not only not very memorable, but it's also really annoying as well. I think. that's no, great. I I think it's a dreadful song. But well, I I
0: remember at the time, it, and, and someone I've just looked up, and someone there was a review that called it an anti-Bond theme, mm. and I think that's what I like about it. Is it is it was it seemed so inappropriate for what a Bond theme was at that time yeah. that I was like, what the fuck? This is not what they sound like. But now, all these years later, I think good for her for doing something which was so weird with a Bond theme. I mean, let's let's not beat around the bush here. James Bond is rubbish and james (laughs) bond films are rubbish and people who (laughs) like james bond are boring and i love james James bond i grew up with james bond so i adore yeah so like i grew up being bored by james bond (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake get get grace jones on and get like it's you know they're they're not good it's like james bond's not good and good for her for
1: ruining a thing (laughs) people like to be fair that the, the Die Another Day film, I'd always, I also think the film is the worst James Bond film. It yeah, didn't I, need to be ruined any more than it already was. That's a bad yeah, I, film.
0: Is, is that the one with the Panky one
1: No yes oh, yeah. no 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 oh, it right. is it is it is Halle Berry and the invisible yeah. car and like he's James Bond is in prison for like five years before <laughs> the film even starts it's it, it was Pierce Brosnan's last Bond and uh, the, the yeah. kind of well I, obviously it didn't kill the series dead but you know they rebooted it quite quickly with Casino Royale which is a great film I will have you know Um mm. and I, I sort of I started watching that and I
0: watched about half of it and I was like Silly nah. boy! Come on,
1: come on! It's great.
0: are um, trying
1: to. Everything's
0: got to be serious now, isn't it? <laughs> like you know what i mean like oh no actually we're gonna do an origin story well, to wolverine it's like oh he's just a, he's a wolf fucking grow up
1: when bond wasn't serious they had him you know with roger moore like basically yes. sleeping with underage girls so that wasn't great either <laughs> i'd rather they went down no, the I'm serious route than they the non-serious great. route i'm not
0: saying that like <laughs> i don't think any of these films are very good like there's not a bond film where i'm like what a good film you don't like is. skyfall cool. skyfall's basically home alone three it's great I've not seen
1: <gasps> you silly boy I've, I saw
0: I saw half of Casino Royale and I just went well you lost me you lost silly me boy. I would I was willing to watch your silly films before because <laughs> they were silly and I, they would make me understand the Austin Powers films a bit better. <laughs> but um, if you're gonna be serious then I'm out sorry
1: lads oh wow well, okay so you're not gonna be seeing the new wa- Bond. Watch... unbelievable No, I just watched Predator again <laughs> I mean, you know, I like Predator as much as the next man, but you know, or woman, as yeah. man. What, what in, in what world
0: do you need any Bond films when you could watch Commando? We're not going to get into it.
1: We're not going to get into a Lost Boys thing again. But I'm sorry, Commando.
0: Lost Boys is if, if Lost Boys was a Bond film, it would be the best Bond film. <laughs> Fuck off, that's absurd. <laughs> it would be the best. It would also it would also be the best Bond theme as well. <laughs>
1: Just, that is kidding. absurd.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, dying another Anyone, yeah. is, is it, no, die another day is great. I guess not. A dyke
1: another day wicked. <laughs> that was awful. No, I mean uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do a Twitter uh, what poll. We'll do a Twitter poll. There's mm. the word I've been looking for. We'll do that and and we'll yeah, we'll put that up and we'll see what you guys think. But I I I, I think I on. think
0: I mean <laughs> come coming on. to like where we come to rank it.
1: Mm. Uh it's
0: it doesn't do great, but it is elevated significantly God. by the inclusion of Die Another Day for God. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's comfortably the best song on the album. Comfortably. But I would anyway. so
1: I just, just to put my I would say either Hollywood, despite the terrible production. I d- probably would be second best, I think. I think I I I I, I think just for the gospel choir alone, nothing fails um, is passable as well. <laughs> but um, I, I think Die Another Day is really bad. I, I, I don't think it's the worst song on the record, but I think it's in the bottom five out of eleven. What? Yeah, totally. I think this it's is awesome. why you don't work for
0: an A and R. Maybe, person, <laughs> maybe hating. In the obvious big single again <laughs> but, <laughs> where did Di in the album? day chart out of interest um i can have a little look for you right now yeah, if let's do that like um it was oh it was it was nominated for a golden globe for best original song Fucking and best hell. dance record at the grammy so Christ. you know what do the what do the critics know weekly charts it peaked in the us um at number eight Peaked in the uk at number three it's actually sold 184,000 copies in uh in the US and 200,000 copies in the UK. Awful. Awful.
1: It's just ama- so, it's amazing what James Bond what the world of James Bond can do for such a terrible song because uh, people would just buy it because it's a new James Bond song, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean that,
0: that that is true. That is yeah. true. People probably did just buy it because it's a new James Bond song. But um, you know, they finally got a song worth listening to. <laughs> uh <laughs> for the first time. You take world.
1: Die Another Day over Goldfinger, would you? Yep. Come all on. Day. All day. Goldfinger. What about um, GoldenEye I found his weakness?
0: I'd take Die Another Day just over that. I think Knight alright. You know who wrote that? uh Bonnet uh, on the edge. the edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so it gets a few more places to places <laughs> jump up purely for that. I really like License to Kill by Gladys Knight. I yes. think that's great. I think the two the two good 80s bands that did it Aha and Duran Duran.
1: I'm with I'm with you on uh aha. Oh, the living Living daylights. Brilliant! That's a great song. And there's a random there's
0: a random sax in there.
1: (laughs) Just comes in on the living daylights, which again elevates it. Yeah, as as we've discussed on this show and Riot Act, a random sax always elevates a song, pretty much. Random sax of violence. (laughs) So this is
0: just quite a vacuous album overall, I think. I'm not sure Madonna should be doing too much that is insular and reflective in this way. Like, she can pen a power ballad. She's got some great power ballads, but this is not the one, is it? I think also what we haven't mentioned is, quite famously... Madonna's not actually got a very good voice, particularly. She's Mm. not a technically great singer. No. She's got quite a recognisable voice, and she gets by with what she's got, and she's got a great personality, and blah, 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 blah. But her voice can't really carry this, I don't think. And I think the things that she wants to say and the things that she has to say on this record aren't as interesting as I think she thinks that they are to people. Agreed. And at time, they are daft as fuck, Mm. some of the things she has to say. I mean, there's on uh, intervention she says i want to take you higher like a bird in the sky and i mean you, and it's so naked musically that you can't ignore how bad that line is no because quite. that line has been said 50 kajillion times by mm. every single chancer ever and you're like fucking hell you're madonna yeah you shouldn't be penning this fucking bollocks
1: like i mean has she has she ever been sort of known for her great lyrics i don't has
0: you know ever look, look look i don't I think you know you're gonna have to say like great great lyrics mm. i think depends on what you're saying really. material girl is mm. lyrically great because it paints the picture of that song brilliantly mm-hmm. i think like a prayer uh has got some quite nice sentiment behind it mm-hmm. i think something like papa don't preach mm. is actually like again it's a pop song telling the story of a girl getting pregnant and, uh, Mm. you know, it doesn't need to be anything more than that really. Yeah. And when it does try to be something more than that, like it is on this record, you can kind of see that she's a little bit out of her depth. Mm. So I think the great thing and what I really like personally, what I really love about pop music, particularly from that sort of 25 year period of when I really, really, really love it is that you write songs like, um, uh, the human league, um, uh, don't you want me baby which paints a picture really really well mm-hmm. and it's not saying anything amazingly profound but it does paint that picture really really well and that's yeah. all you need to do Fair and enough. this album doesn't really do that it no. does have kind of delusions of grandeur Very that it's so. not really entitled to and they're not even it's not even that interesting. Like even if you were failing musically but still expressing a really interesting viewpoint you could kind of maybe just about sort of get away with that Mm -hmm. but you're not even doing that Mm -hmm. you're not even doing that
1: yeah yeah i agree i agree
0: so it's not a great record um just to finish up on the kind of aftermath of this it's a bit of an anus horribilis for madonna a couple of ones after swept away as well by the end of the year madonna released a remix album of tracks from this record no and um, a bit like Neil Young funnily enough Madonna sued Maverick and Time Warner her label that year as well this is her last album on Maverick even though she was sort of in charge of Maverick as well Um, it was for misuse and neglect of their finances fine much like a kind of reverse Neil Young uh, the company countersued her alleging that Madonna herself personally had lost the company over 10 million dollars oh dear oh dear so that all went down quite mm. badly, and it's fair to say 2003 is not the best year for Madonna. Mm. It's gone down in history, this record as a massive misstep. Mm. I mean, there are things like the hatred of the Bond theme, the rap, the failed video, the you know the fact that it fell basically fell in between the Ray of Light stuff and the music stuff, which people really liked. And then 2005's Confessions of the Dance Floor, which is kind of a, considered a return to form. It kind of, one of the, um, it had hung up on it, which we've already mentioned, mm, which yeah. is great, seen as a kind of glorious return. It won the Best Electronic and Dance Album at the Grammys in 2006. And Madonna reflected on American Life and she said, uh, When I wrote American Life, at American Life, I was very agitated by what was going on in the world around me. I was angry. I had a lot to get off my chest. I made a lot of political statements. Mm. But now you may just a sort of made a political statement. But now I feel that I just want to have fun because, you know, girls, they, they do, do. want to have they fun. They do. Oh, that yeah. was Cindy Lauper and not Madonna. Um, I want to dance um, for inspiration. That's another one. Uh, I want to feel buoyant. She doesn't have a song that says that at all. <laughs> and I want to give other people the same feeling. There's a lot of mad- madness in the world around us. And I just want people to be happy or essentially to boil that down to its bones and its base elements stay in your
1: lane madonna yeah yeah this, this is the thing like when horrific you know when horrific world events happen for most musicians i feel like that that should be something that inspires them to do something really really good and i think a lot of musicians were inspired to do good stuff um around that time and um yeah but madonna just yes yeah, stay in your lane <laughs> absolutely like yeah. I mean,
0: to give a bit more perspective, her 2006 Confessions tour went on to be
1: the biggest ever gracing tour at that time by a female artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then Madonna is massive, and she at this point she could probably release several clangers in a row, and she'd still be. Yeah, she's one of those kind of untouchable artists, isn't she?
0: Yeah, I mean, there is another. Madonna album as you all found out last week there is another Madonna album in the hat and we will be doing that one at some point which came later didn't it quite a lot later Mm. yeah quite a fair few years later so so, you know everyone seems to be (laughs) unified at this point that this was like a bit of a weak spot for Madonna but she's alright she's like you've just sort of alluded she's fine she's alright it's not a problem and you know she gave us a great Bond theme Um, So we've got to decide where we put this in the rankings. Renfri. Yes. Um, I'm going to start, if you don't mind, with this one. Okay. Now, there's some stuff on here which has, uh, at the top, which is horrible. Really horrible. I don't think this album is horrible. I think it's pretty bland. It's boring. I don't think it's morally reprehensible. Nope. There's some stuff which is very, very, (laughs) very uh, bad Mm -hmm. ill-advised let's say Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Queen and Paul Rogers Richard Ashcroft stuff like that ill-advised there's a bit more stuff where you think well this is just quite boring and it's quite grotty Louis XIV The Mm. Dead Man Mm. Um, and then there's stuff where you think well this is just objectively quite bad Linkin Park Viva Brother Razorlight Dirty Vegas Streets and Sky Black Flag I look at that and I go all of that stuff is just kind of boring bad music i think this is that this is
1: boring bad music right you're in the you're in the same ballpark that i was thinking yep definitely mm. but i would say just for the little few bits
0: because something like razor light to me musically has has nothing redeeming about it at all i think one more light from beginning to end is just a boring slog. I can't remember what one by Dirty Vegas or Streets and Scurping Enemy sounds like. There's enough stuff on this that will make me remember things, a couple of things on it. Mm -hmm. So for that, I don't think it's as musically interesting or challenging as Uma by Pink Floyd, Mm -hmm. but I also don't think it is as disastrously one note and rudimentary and boring as What The by Black Flag. Mm. So I am saying there
1: uh so that would be number 21 oh outside mm-hmm. the or outside the flop 20 um mm-hmm. i'm a little bit harsher on it um uh, you're absolutely right remembering what dirty vegas one and the enemy streets in the sky even sound like is really difficult at the moment because a we did them a long time ago and b they are very very forgettable records um But the thing is, I think this record is... When it's irritating, I think it's more irritating than those albums. But I don't think it's quite as irritating as Razorlight. So I was going to suggest that she go at number 18. So we could do a compromise here. We could put her at number 19. Or you could try and argue your point better. Or I could try and argue my point better. I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, it's hard
0: to argue. I mean, what I will say is, one by Dirty Vegas is an absolute like that was a that was a that that was this but without any star quality
1: was it yes was it as annoying as this this is pretty annoying yeah but it's also has
0: got it's at least got i mean it's got a dirty vegas one has got absolutely no personality at all Mm. at all and like you've already said there are moments on this where you go you said yourself, Hollywood could be a good song. Yes, yeah, It's true. just production is that's bad That's true. Madonna is taking some risks here. I think arguably that deserves to be rewarded Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. than just and being a big star i think it deserves to be rewarded more than just being like we are a boring bunch of chances i mean there is a boring chancer on this record and he has produced it and he has siphoned any kind of as, as much personality out of it as he possibly can but it does still have madonna on it and it does still have just about enough in it i think that still ha- gives it more personality than certainly Dirty Vegas One, which yeah. is a record which is just nothing at all, yeah, like literally nothing. And it, this might not be as, as it might not be as irritating as this record, when this record is super irritating. But it's also not anything. And then I would also say, I mean, I again, I don't remember Streets and Sky, but I remember What the by, by Black Flag, and that's really had nothing. You know, there's nothing on that that's. In the least bit memorable, really, other than the fact that you know, there's no you know, again, there's no personality on that, there's nothing kind of surprising on that, and there's nothing that that it it, I think at least some sort of effort to do something has been put into American life,
1: Mm, yeah, where there's been
0: no effort made by the enemy or dirty Vegas or Black Flag on those records. (laughs) I mean, Black Flag, particularly, you, you look at it and you go, it's shameful how we spoke about it on the episode, like, how shameful is it that you. Just chuck that out with the under the black flag name, with no respect for your, your um, you know your, your kind of fan base, that huge fan base and the legacy that you had. Madonna has kind of had a go at like ruining her legacy a bit, but you'd rather ruin your legacy by being fucking mental than you would and, and being ambitious than you would by just shitting out any old thing right surely yeah
1: yeah you know you've argued that very well and you've you've won me over 21 i think uh yeah fair enough madonna american life is at number 21 on our league table i think that's pretty good
0: okay well you know that's fine i, st- um, I still
1: think die another day is fucking atrocious but you know at least at least awesome. you won me over on that absolutely absolutely mad
0: absolutely (laughs) maddening thing to say anyway let's pick another uh, let's pick another name out of the hat and see what we get to talk about next week Um, I would assume it won't be something as big as Madonna there are some pretty big artists in here but um, oh, actually something quite big 2 by Tin Machine which I believe will be David Bowie's first uh, entry into the Broken Records canon so there you go Tin Machine 2 is our album that will be going into Broken Records. It'll be the 37th record going into the hat, into the hat, from the hat, and into the thing. Uh, (laughs) Good. Uh, So anyway, thanks very much for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. And, um, you know, uh, I wanted to say something from the album then, something about soy lattes, but I can't even remember the fucking lyrics. So, that's
1: it. Uh, See you later. No? Uh, double shot, eh? I don't know. No, that'll do. Guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wolf bad. See you later.